thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for our first Missouri River Basin Water Management Conference call for 2018. We plan to hold monthly calls through early June. The next call will be held Tuesday, February 6 at 1 p.m. If basin conditions warrant an ad hoc call due to an unexpected change, we will notify the region of the additional call. These calls are provided as a courtesy to, con to congressional representatives, tribal, state, and local government officials and media. I'm Eileen Williamson, and I will be moderating today's call. Changes to our webinar process will require an RSVP to participate in future webinars. As we continue to transition, uh, thanks again for bearing with us, uh, we will provide the slides on our website at nwd-mr.usace.army.mil slash rcc, and it was linked in the press release that was sent out today. These calls are recorded and will be placed on the Defense Video and Imagery Distribution System, that's dvidshub.net slash unit slash usace dash nwd. Your participation in today's call acknowledges your consent to be recorded. All lines have been placed on mute. To unmute your line to ask a question, press star six. And be aware that the force mute function doesn't work on all phones, so if I ask you to, please place your phone on mute rather than on hold. For the convenience of our media representatives, the final slide can includes each speaker's name, title, and contact information. Today's presenters will be Doug Cluck from, the, from NOAA's National Center for Environmental Information, Kevin Lau from the National Weather Service Missouri Basin River Forecast Center, and Mr. John Remus, Chief of the Army Corps of Engineers, Missouri River Basin Water Management Division, along with his staff. From there, we'll move to slide two and turn it over to Doug Cluck. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, can you all hear me? Yes. All right. Great. Um, I'm going to go on to uh, slide three. First of all, thanks for the Corps for uh, inviting NOAA to this call. Um, I'm going to be presenting, uh, like I have in the last few years, uh, maps of the current situation as well as the outlook uh, for the Missouri Basin specifically and talk about several of, the, several of the climate aspects of that. So if you look at the first uh, slide there, uh, which is number three, uh, slide number three, it says conditions over the last 30 days. You see on the left uh, a presentation of temperature where you see the light greens to darker greens. Um, you're seeing temperatures that are below normal for the last 30 days. Most of that happened in the last week or two of uh, of December plus this first week of January, thus our temperatures started off in December uh, quite a bit above normal, but uh, certainly were uh, changed uh, drastically around Christmas time, and we saw much colder temperatures uh, setting in again over the last 30 or 30 days or so. The right-hand uh, map that you see there shows the percent of normal precipitation for that same 30-day th uh, period. Uh, where you see purples and blues and, and a little bit of green, you, those are above normal uh, conditions. Now, I will point out that um, um, this is not a very, uh, a very high precipitation time of the year unless you're in the mountains. So some of the mountains in uh, uh, Montana, for example, and, and, and Wyoming have seen considerable snowfall. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But as you go sort of to the west, to the east there, uh, east 
of uh, uh, eastern Montana and such, uh, there are still places uh, that are having above normal precipitation, but uh, in, in, in some cases, 200% of normal. Uh, as you sort of transition further east and south, you see that there's uh, uh, large areas of the basin that have uh, um, a deficit, if you will. Again, this, these areas don't normally get a huge amount of precipitation this time of year, um, so conditions could uh, could change rapidly with uh, a major snowstorm or something like that, which isn't on the horizon, by the way. So let's go to the next slide, which is four. These are conditions since the beginning of what we call the water year, which is October 1st. Um, on the left, again, the departure from normal temperatures, you see that generally things are pretty close to pretty close to average. Uh, the light yellow and the uh, light greens are, are virtually uh, mean that we're near normal in terms of um, the last, well, since October 1st in terms of temperatures. Um, a little bit warmer in uh, Colorado and such, and um, we can talk a little bit about that in snowfall and such. Uh, the temperature, uh, or I'm sorry, the map on the right, lower right, is the percent of normal precipitation over that same period. We see some pretty large areas of red and brown, so those are precipitation deficits, and these are a little bit more important uh, since we're talking about a much larger uh, span of time, and you would hope to uh, recover at least from some of the drought issues that we've had over the last year in some of those places, especially in the Dakotas. Uh, also, now starting to see some of that uh, picking up in uh, uh, places in Colorado, in western Kansas and southern Kansas. Uh, you also see the, the, the blues and the uh, greens, which show that uh, certain parts of the, the basin, especially in mountains, are are getting uh, northern mountains, I should say, are getting uh, ample to above normal precipitation for the most part uh, over this this period of time. If we move on to slide number five, we'll see a comparison. From, uh, this is on the map on the left is a uh, is a percent of normal snow water equivalent uh, for January seventh of this year. And where you see blues and greens and dark blues uh, or purples or whatever, those are places that are above normal. And if you look, oh, I'd say from central Wyoming north uh, into Montana, generally conditions are pretty good in terms of um, snowpack, uh, thus uh, snow water equivalent this, for this time of year. Uh, obviously, quite a bit of time to go. Uh, just as a quick comparison, I wanted to show you uh, what last year at this is the very same time uh, we're showing. And it was uh, almost a flip-flop of what, what we have uh, this year, especially in places further west, uh, which we're not maybe concerned about on this call so much. Okay, let's go on to slide number six. Uh, this is the Plains snowpack uh, as it stands as of January 7th, so uh, day before yesterday. Uh, it hasn't changed much since then, but uh, you can see there that although there is a coverage, uh, let's say, from uh, Nebraska north and, and west, um, really there isn't a lot of depth to that, and thus not a lot of water laying on the ground that could be melt, that will melt. Uh, a little bit more as you get into um, central uh, Montana, but certainly this is not, uh, this is not a major snowpack in, on the plains by any means. Uh, let's go on to slide number seven. <clears throat> now we're switching to uh, outlook probabilities. There is hope. <laughs> there is hope for some of us, and I know a few of us are having uh, warmer conditions uh, today, or have had normal conditions the last couple of days in, in the in the basin. But uh, uh, there's hope for a little more warmth coming, not this week, um, but we're talking about two weeks from now. Um, so week 
the 16th to the 22nd for the most part. This is the outlook for above normal temperatures. If you look to the on the left upper left uh, map, you'll see above normal temperatures. Um, the 8 to 14 day, if you will, outlook from uh, yesterday afternoon shows a fairly high probability of above normal temperatures for most of the basin, except for that uh, that little uh, unlucky area in uh, northern Montana and uh, North Dakota, which looks like they're going to have near um, probabilities are highest for uh, near normal uh, temperatures at that time. And if you look to the right, uh, lower right, you'll see that the precipitation chances are enhanced for almost the entire basin. Uh, which is a good thing um, for the most part uh, for, for a lot of this area. If, if temperatures are uh, above normal by much, uh, it, a lot of that could fall as rain. Um, that may or may not be a good thing, uh, depending on where you are. But anyway, the uh, potential for uh, greater than normal precipitation for that week is, is uh, enhanced uh, slightly. Let's go to slide number eight. Uh, there you'll see the, the current January outlook uh, for colder than normal temperatures. And it looks like this is going to hold no matter what happens the rest of January. But uh, if you look at the upper left-hand uh, map, you'll see that the blues uh, indicate a better probability of below normal temperatures for basically the eastern half or two-thirds of the U.S. No big surprise there based upon what we've experienced. Um, to the west, you see uh, a, a the browns where you see uh, sort of light browns to, to reddish color uh, are enhanced above normal uh, conditions um, for temperature. And if you look on the, the other map that they have there, uh, the one-month outlook for precipitation probabilities, you see most of the basin is uh, most of the basin is easy or equal chances of being above or below with maybe a, a lower basin showing a bit of a... Uh, 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 increased probability of, of above normal precipitation for the month of January. <clears throat> Let's go into slide number nine. Uh, this is a three-month period, looking at the same things, uh, probability of, of temperature on the left being above or below normal. The blues indicate where the probability is higher than normal for uh, below normal temperatures. That shouldn't come as too big of a surprise. This is a classic, if you will, L, or I'm sorry, don't write L, La Nina signature. Uh, where you have cooler than normal temperatures uh, uh, confined to the north and warmer than normal temperatures sort of to the southern part of the U.S. Um, as far as the Missouri Basin is concerned, you see a whole bunch of EC in there, which is equal chances of being above or below. But generally speaking, um, the northern portions have a better probability of being below normal. The, the southwestern edge of the basin has a... Uh, a uh, better probability of being above normal in, in terms of temperatures. And we've certainly seen that so far this year. Uh, and then if we look at the map on the right, you see the probability of precipitation. Uh, and uh, you see an enhancement in those same cold areas, for the most part, of uh, better probabilities of precipitation uh, across uh, the upper basin for sure. And that kind of spreads west or east, I'm sorry, into the Dakotas, uh, at least North Dakota and the northern half of South Dakota. Again, as you transition to the south, the probabilities uh, uh, shift to below normal, where it's already fairly dry in, uh, in portions of Colorado and um, southern uh, Kansas. So not, not necessarily a, a very good thing for them. Um, I think a lot of people would like to see more precipitation in that area for sure. But this, again, both of these maps are classic uh, if you will, La Nina signatures. Uh, this is what happens when you have a La Nina going on in the Pacific. Um, this is this is the pattern that you tend to 
to get uh, across North America. Okay, so yeah, we'll go to the next slide, and and I have to apologize. The the upper left or next slide, which is slide ten. I guess you can get there. Um, I have to apologize for the upper left hand panel. Uh, it didn't for some reason didn't translate when I sent that over there. But anyway, that is a <laughs> a skewed view, I guess, of the Missouri Basin blown up from that U.S. drought monitor map just below it, where it says January 2nd, 2018. Um, I'm just showing you that drought does continue. It's uh, We can't see Kansas, but certain parts of Kansas and Colorado are getting somewhat drier. Um, there is actually some relief, and you'll see that in this week's drought monitor, which comes out uh, on Thursday, Thursday morning, um, that's going to be shown in Montana and such. So that D3 uh, is likely to be reduced by one category, and the areas around that also will be uh, uh, reduced as well uh, by one category. So things are getting better in Montana, not so much in the Dakotas yet. We'll see. We need more precipitation in those areas. And there's on finally the final map there is on the right is the seasonal drought outlook shows that sort of area in very eastern Montana and the Dakotas not uh, predicted to improve, whereas places a little bit further west are predicted to improve um, at least slightly over the next, uh, uh, I guess that's three months to the end of March. And let's go into slide number 11, and this is my last slide. The current conditions, um, uh, we are in a La Nina situation that results in some of the outlooks being the way they are, cool north warmer to the south uh, in terms of probabilities of being above or below normal, and then wetter also to the north and west and across the north, and drier actually to the south and southwest uh, as far as the Missouri Basin goes. Um, plain snowpack is widespread but relatively shallow. Uh, mountain snowpacks average to above average, especially in Montana and Wyoming. But if you go south in Colorado and southern Wyoming, um, there are there's somewhat of a... Um, uh, a dearth of, of snowpack, especially in the Colorado area. Uh, predictions, La Nina wilt does tend to fade to neutral in the spring. That that won't really affect us too much, uh, but those conditions will uh, um, change. Uh, and then likely continue cool north, as I just said, through early spring and warm to the south and west. Precipitation into the spring leans wet in the northern basin and slightly uh, uh better chances of continued dry in the south and the west. And that is pretty much all I have. You can transition uh, to Kevin Lau next on slide number 12. Thank you. Thank you, Doug. Um, Eileen, can you hear me? Sure can. Thank you. Okay, great. And you can go ahead to uh, go to slide 13 if you're not there. Um, again, on behalf of the National Weather Service, I wish to thank the Corps for this opportunity to participate on today's uh, call. Snowpack conditions in the mountains, as Doug has already alluded to, can be generally categorized as slightly above normal. Uh, by this point in the winter, we have normally accumulated about 44% of the seasonal peak snow water equivalent in the mountains. And so we're still very early in the season and much could change. The January water supply forecast uh, developed by our office uh, last week suggests that mountain runoff volumes to be near to slightly below average for the 2018 season. For the Missouri River Basin above Fort Peck, the Yellowstone Basin, and the North Platte Basin, 
the 2018 runoff volume is expected to be near average. The Milk and the South Platte Basin runoff volumes are expected to be slightly below average. As Doug uh, has already mentioned, plain snowpack is very widespread, but is also very shallow. The only appreciable plain snow is found in eastern Montana, and their snow water equivalent values are generally less than two inches. Again, though, uh, we're still early in the season, and much could change over the next couple of months in the plains. Generally speaking, it's been a warm and dry fall across the Missouri Basin, the exception being Montana and portions of Wyoming, which have received above normal precip during the past 90 days. The bitter cold of the past two weeks uh, have resulted in ground temperatures uh, going down. However, given the dry fall, it's uncertain as to the degree to which frozen ground will play a part in enhancing spring melt runoff production. The warm and dry fall will probably help to reduce the chance or severity of springtime flooding over much of the basin. Long-range river outlooks issued by our office uh, in late December do indicate the possibility of tributary flooding this spring. Rivers likely to experience some level of flooding include the lower reach of the North Platte River in Nebraska, the Floyd, Rock, and Little Sioux Rivers in Iowa, the Big Sioux in South Dakota and Iowa, and many of the smaller tributaries in eastern Kansas and in the state of Missouri. However, springtime flooding in the lower basin is primarily driven by thunderstorm activity and is typical. Ice jamming has been reported along the Gallatin River in Montana, the Wind River in Wyoming, and the North Platte River in Nebraska. I'm sure there's been many other instances as well, uh, with rivers uh, being frozen all the way down into the state of Missouri due to the bitter cold of the past two weeks. However, our office has not received word of any significant impacts due to ice and ice jam formation within the Missouri Basin. Ice jamming is not uncommon, and we will continue to monitor the rivers for its occurrence as we move into later uh, winter and early spring. The National Weather Service will be issuing its first official spring flood outlook on Thursday, February the 15th, and that will provide the first official National Weather Service quantification of flood potential for this spring. Thank you, and this concludes the National Weather Service Flood Potential Brief. Thank you, Kevin, and thank you, Doug. We'll move to Mr. John Remus, Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division, and he'll provide our update. Thank you, Eileen. Uh, hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us on our first uh, Missouri Basin Outlook Conference call for 2018. I'm John Remus, uh, Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division. For those of you who may not know, Jody Farhad is retired, and I'm her replacement. Uh, uh, while I'm new to the, this office, I'm not new to the, the district or not new to the, the, the basin. I've been working with the Missouri River Omaha or the Omaha District Hydrologic Engineering Branch on the Missouri River for about 32 years. Uh, this effort here is a follow-on to the post-2000 flood, um, where we committed to doing better communications with congressional delegations, states, tribes, and stakeholders, and this call is just part of that. Um, Flood control remains our primary consideration as we move into 2018. Runoff above Sioux City, Iowa in 2017 was approximately 116% of normal 
and all of the flood water stored in the annual flood control zones of the reservoirs is being evacuated in preparation for the 2018 runoff season. Just to remind everyone, floods can and will occur regardless of basin or reservoir conditions. This includes ice-induced flooding during the winter and flooding due to spring and summer thund thunderstorms, particularly along the lower Missouri River, which cannot be mitigated by operations of the main stem reservoirs. In late December, we posted the final 2018 annual operating plan on our website. In it, we describe our planned operation of the reservoir system under a wide range of runoff conditions. It's important to note that the annual operating plan is not intended to be a forecast for the coming year. Rather, it examines a range of potential runoff scenarios spanning 80% of the historic record and provides stakeholders an array of potential reservoir levels and releases that may be expected under various runoff scenarios. It also indicates how the reservoir system will be regulated to serve all eight congressionally authorized purposes, to fulfill our responsibilities to the tribes, and how we intend to comply with the environmental laws, including the Endangered Species Act. In contrast, real-time regulation of the reservoir system is done using the best available hydrologic and climatic information and is adjusted to respond to changing conditions on the ground. Each month, and more frequently if necessary, we produce updated runoff and reservoir regulation forecasts. Late last week, we posted the January runoff and reservoir regulation forecast on our website. And earlier today, we put out a press release covering much of the same information we are covering on the call today. Now I will ask two of the senior engineers in my office to describe these forecasts in more detail. We will begin with Nicole Shorney, who will discuss the updated 2018 runoff forecast, and she'll be followed by Joel Konachinsky, who will discuss the planned regulation of the reservoir system based on the current runoff forecast. What's that? Nicole? All right, you can go to slide 15 to see my name, and then we'll jump right on to slide 16. The 2017 calendar year runoff summation for the Missouri Basin above Sioux City, Iowa was 29.5 million acre feet, which is 116% of average. During December 2017, or sorry, December 2017 runoff was above average in all reaches except for Fort Randall and Gavin's Point. December runoff, which was 130% of average, was influenced by warmer than normal temperatures during the first three weeks, but gave way to much colder temperatures during the last week of December. The 2018 calendar year runoff forecast for the upper Missouri basin above Sioux City, Iowa is 26.6 million acre feet or 105% of average. For the January 1 calendar year forecast, the most important forecast factors are recent runoff trends, plains and mountain snowpack, drought and soil moisture conditions, and the NOAA Climate Prediction Center monthly and seasonal temperature and precipitation outlooks. We can go to slide 17 now. At this time of year, plains and mountain snowpack provide the best indication of future runoff in the upper basin, and as the snowpack reaches its ultimate peak accumulation, runoff forecasts become more accurate. With regard to plain snowpack, some areas of Montana have received a moderate amount of plain snow so far this winter. The no-risk model snow assessment from January 1st indicated that one to three inches of snow water equivalent, or SWE, have accumulated in Montana, while only trace amounts have accumulated in the rest of the basin. 
Mountain snowpack is the primary source of runoff from May through July in the Fort Peck and Garrison reaches. As of January 1st, 2018, Mountain SWE was 118% of average in the Fort Peck Reservoir Reach and 134% of average in the Garrison Reservoir Reach. Normally by January 1st, about 44% of the eventual peak snowpack has accumulated. Let's go to slide 18 now. This is a photo of the ice on the Missouri River at Omaha yesterday around noon. River ice formation downstream of all the main stem projects will be monitored and releases will be adjusted accordingly. In summary, the 2018 calendar year runoff forecast is 26.6 million acre feet or 105% of average. Below average runoff is forecast to continue in January. However, the moderate plain snowpack in Montana could cause above average runoff during March and April for Fort Peck and Garrison. May through July runoff in the Fort Peck and Garrison reaches will be influenced by the above average mountain snowpack in both reaches. Now we'll move on to slide 19 and Joel Knopchinski will discuss the January Reservoir System Regulation Studies. Thanks, Nicole. Releases from Gavin's Point were held steady at 21,500 cubic feet per second during the month of December. Releases will remain near this level in order to fully evacuate the flood storage before the start of the 2018 runoff season. Garrison releases were set at 16,000 cubic feet per second in December in anticipation of the river freezing in. After stages in the Bismarck area stabilized, releases were gradually increased and are currently 24,000 cubic feet per second. Releases will continue to be gradually increased to 25,000 cubic feet per second, and these releases are expected to remain near that rate through February, downstream conditions permitting. The monthly studies for the basic simulation uses the runoff forecast that Nicole just discussed. Due to the amount of variability in precipitation and other hydrologic factors that can occur over the next several months, we also develop an upper and lower runoff that are used in the upper and lower basic simulations. These simulations provide a range of reservoir elevations and releases that may be expected under the different runoff scenarios. The discussion to follow will focus on the basic or most likely runoff forecast. Information on the other runoff simulation is posted on our webpage. Turning to slide 20, currently the system storage is 56.3 million acre feet or 0.2 million acre feet above the base of the flood control. On March 1st, which is typically near the start of the runoff season, the basic simulation shows system storage at 56.1 million acre feet. This means that the reservoir system would start the runoff season at the base of the annual flood control zone of 56.1 million acre feet and that all 16.3 million acre feet of flood control capacity will be available. Moving on to slide 21 and looking at the upper three reservoirs, currently Fort Peck and Garrison are 1.8 and 2.4 feet above the base of their flood control pools. Oahe is 1.4 feet below the base of the flood control pool. All three reservoirs are forecasted to be at the base of the flood control pool by March 1st. Now to slide 22. The service level is used to determine releases from Gavin's Point Dam to support navigation and to help provide an eight to nine foot deep navigation channel downstream. The navigation service level at the start of the navigation season is based on the March 15 system storage. Under the basic simulation, we would be providing full service flow support for the first part of the navigation season. Full service flow support is designed to provide a nine foot deep navigation channel for the full service level on the basic simulation, Gavin's Point monthly average releases range from 21,000 cubic feet per second to 32,000 cubic feet per second. 
The service level for the remainder of the navigation season and the navigation season length are based on the July 1 system storage. Under the basic forecast, flow support for navigation would be full service and a full eight-month navigation season would be provided. Energy generation at the mainstem dams in 2017 was 9.5 billion kilowatt hours. With normal reservoir levels and releases, we would expect generation of approximately 9.3 billion kilowatt hours. The forecast for 2018 for the basic simulation is 10.1 billion kilowatt hours. Turning to slide 23, this shows the Missouri River Basin weekly update, which is found on our website at the address shown at the top of the slide. This webpage gives a general overview of the current conditions in the Missouri River Basin, and it is updated weekly, uh, usually every Tuesday morning. Uh, thank you, and this concludes my talk. All right, a link to the basin update is also provided in today's press release. If you move to slide 24, that just gives you the date and time of the next call, which is Tuesday, February 6th at 1 p.m. And then moving to slide 25, uh, those are the names and speakers for today. And um, we're asking you to RSVP for next month's call so that we can provide you a link for the webinar. So if you'll RSVP to my email address, that's eileen.l.williamson at usac.army.mil, we'll get an invite sent to you. Additionally, as we transition to the new webinar system, we will continue to provide the slides on our website. Questions will now be fielded by state in alphabetical order. As a reminder, please press star six to come off mute. Uh, <clears throat> this is Jerry Oster, WNAX in Yankton. Sorry, just came off mute. Okay. And, uh, maybe a question for Mr. Remus. After the, the floods uh, in 2011, there was a lot of discussion about the, uh, uh, the snow map uh, a reporting system that was going to be put in the plains especially is that has there been any progress made on that we keep hearing different things about that is there any more uh, monitoring system especially in the plains uh, part of the basin they uh, the effort that you referred to has been authorized by Congress but uh, has not been funded so uh, that particular system that was envisioned has not been implemented has a funding request been put in by the Corps? I, I don't know whether we put a funding request in or not. Okay. Thanks. Thank you, Jerry. Any other questions? All right. Thank you for joining us today. This is our first of our regular water management updates for the year. The next call is scheduled for 1 p.m on Tuesday, February 6th. Thank you for your participation today.